Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey V. Hey C. How you doing? A B D. <laughs> There's oh, this boy. kid's book called Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, uh-huh. and it's about the alphabet, yeah. uh, and it's very rhythmic, and it's great, and I recommend it to everyone. All right. That's for our listeners. First free tip of the episode. <laughs> welcome to Kids Book Group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're taking the show in a new direction. That's right. Thank you guys for coming to the show. Uh, we've got a great guest today. We do. It was such a great chat. Yeah, we had a really good time with him. Harlan Williams, who you know is uh, well, a great stand-up comedian. Um, he's been in a lot of movies. Great comedic actor. Yep. And he has like varied talents, too. We didn't even talk about this, but he does voiceover. He's written kids' books. Like He's a really interesting person. Yep. So yeah, you probably know him from things like Half Baked and Dumb and Dumber, and there's something about Mary, Rocket Man. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Harland Highways, his podcast. Uh, it's a great chat, so we hope you guys enjoy it. I think I kind of fell in love with him during the show. There I, you go. I don't know if the listeners can tell. But I, I could tell. You could? Yeah. That's the important thing. <laughs> um, so enjoy the episode, guys. Right before we get to that, a tiny bit of housekeeping. We'll keep it brief. Uh, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. You just go to iTunes and leave us a review. I was like, oh, that's where I say something. That's right. Usually... Um, yeah, you just go on iTunes, look up the podcast, and then give us five stars and say, great job. I really appreciate you guys taking your time to put this entertainment in the world. These reviews have all now been ghostwritten by Vanessa Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We'll read them all. We'll get back to you. Guest suggestions, welcome, anything else. We're going to start a mailbag segment, I think. Yes. We uh, already have a few letters, but we'd love more. Yep. So if you email us at info at popmyculturepodcast.com, uh, you can either ask us any kind of question you want. You can pose a question you want Cole and I to debate with each other. You can, well, write anything. And uh, we'll read them and have a little fun with them in our intros or during the show. That's right. So please do. Yeah, email us, please. I'd like to hear from you kids and you adults and you seniors. <laughs> yes, Whatever age you are. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also primarily listener supported. We have a stray sponsor every once in a while. but So uh, you could be one of those supporters. That's right. There's a donate button on our website. Popmyculturepodcast.com. Any amount appreciated. And we'll give you a shout out on a future episode. It doesn't get much better than that, That's honey. right. Uh, well, it probably could. Yeah, it does. Probably it really does. Aim that. higher, but Sorry, we would really guys. appreciate any gift. <laughs> <laughs> you really would. Uh, well, let's get to it, shall we? We shall. All right, guys. Enjoy Harlan Williams. Our guest today, well, he's a great comic and actor and writer, and he just he wears a lot of hats, this guy. Uh, you know him for things like Dumb and Dumber, Rocket Man, which is one of my personal favorites, uh, Half-Baked, and his brand new... Uh, three-hour-ish indie film that's being released in segments on YouTube. Uh, fudgy, wudgy, fudge face. Harlan Williams is here. Hey, Harlan. Hey, how are you? Thanks for a treat. On. What a treat. Thank you. A treat is ours. So. Treat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Treats all around. Uh, so let's start with this. Um, a big thing in pop culture happened this last week where David Letterman finally retired yeah. uh, after being on the air for 30-something years, which is wow. crazy. Dude. Yeah. You know, the grind of that kind of show, you know, for that long, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thousands Unreal. of shows. Yeah. 6,000 and some. Yeah. 6,000 and change. Is that what it was? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. I think it was on maybe 
Seven of them, maybe. Those are good numbers, though. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it, man. I was honored, honored to be there. That's so cool to be a yeah. part of that history. Yeah, yeah, it really was. He was my, uh, he was my target when I got into all this. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So to get there was, I always said, once I did Letterman, everything else was gravy. Mm. So, right. I, I, uh, I was very excited. <laughs> How did you come about being booked the first time? Uh, I had to do a showcase at a comedy club here in Hollywood, and um, it was really weird because I was kind of the new guy in town, and, and the, the showcase consisted of like a bunch of heavy hitters, A-listers, mm. you know, Chris Rock and Damon Wayans, Larry oh, Miller, wow. like guys like that, and, and I think there was about 12 or 15 of us that showcased for Letterman, and because and, I was the new guy, they put me up last. So I was just, I was just like... You had plenty of time to become a wreck, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but then about halfway through, I just decided, you know what, I got nothing to lose. You yeah. know, these guys are all huge names. Nobody knows who I am. I'm just going to go up and be as loose as I can be. And, I, and I, I just went up there really casual and relaxed, and I killed it, and I got booked. So it was, it was kind of, it was a really incredible night yeah that's amazing yeah dave yeah. always championed like different comedic voices you know that definitely from his show early on when you would watch it and stuff like with chris elliott being on all the time and like yeah. melman and stuff and like he just has kind of an odd sense of humor anyways yeah so he would definitely book comics that were more on the alternative side of things whereas like you know the tonight show carson stuff was amazing but like yeah. it was a little more it's gonna play in iowa like a or classic wherever. yeah it's yeah show. yeah, it's yeah. Play everywhere and be safer I guess you could say. Well, I felt Carson booked. I felt like Carson booked more strange acts than Leno did. I felt yeah, Leno for played sure. it very safe. Yeah. But I, I thought, you know, Carson put on guys like Stephen Wright and and uh, Steve Martin and Albert Brooks sure, yeah. and a lot, a lot of you know he used to have uh, Jonathan Winters sit down and do panel and just go into his his like crazy sybil like characters for 20 minutes so <laughs> so i think carson had more of a sense for the, the the weird and the obscure but leno i felt definitely had a more mainstream approach to to stand up yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah, did you guys watch the final Letterman show? I did, yeah. I, wa- I had taped it, and I didn't realize it was going to go over. Oh, no. So I missed, I think, the last 20 minutes or so, <laughs> just when he was starting to talk about the show to the to the camera. When it got real? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Is this where he cries or whatever? And then it just said, end. <laughs> oh. And suddenly I was watching, like, a rerun of the, the Spider-Man cartoon or something. It was so sad. Yeah, like, I actually set mine to go over by 15 minutes, and it still wasn't enough. Like oh, wow. in the middle of a song, and it went boop, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I thought an hour fifteen would be enough, but yeah, they should have told not. us, right? They should have told you. Heads, I know. I you thought they know. would. You should have told me. Well, I tried, but you're very hard to get a hold of. God. You were on like a bender. The, um, thing that one, the, one of the most famous DVR things was American Idol that one year, where it was the two guys that were in the running for it were David Cook and David Archuleta. So it was two Davids. I love and that I, you have this. In well, this is what's hilarious about it, and this yeah. happened on so many people's TiVos. It was, it was TiVo at the time, really, more than anything else. That because they always wait till the very last second of that show to announce the winner on the finale. Then yeah, he tuned the entire time and he goes, "And the winner of American Idol season ten is David." Everybody's caught. They oh, got the Davids. Davids. Oh, wow. They're both Davids. So you oh. still couldn't tell from that. And that's when it cut out for people, which is pretty hilarious. Oh. Is TiVo not a thing anymore? 
What I do people use? It still is. It's just it now is. the DVRs are built into most uh, receiver boxes that you oh. get from whatever your cable I don't have. Is. I've never had a thing to tape a thing. Oh, other no. Than VCRs. Oh, no. The internet's good, though. But come on the internet, the things I need. When you finally get the thing to tape the thing, you should record as your first thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, that's a great that idea. That's a, I'll try to do that thing. That, that would could, be perfect. That'd be, that could be fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember the, 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 the year Michael Clark Duncan was up for an Oscar for The Green Mile. And Michael Caine was up for an Oscar for another movie. Right. And they were both up for supporting actor. Oh, in the same actor. category? Yeah. Mm. And, and, and they announced, and the winner is Michael and Michael Clark Duncan, like, got Stop halfway up no. out of his chair, just beaming. And they go, Kane. And oh, you just see him, like, no. oh, it was so hard. Because I really, you know, I'm, I love Michael Kane, but Michael Clark Duncan, he was a newcomer, so I was like, oh, I want him to win. Yeah. Right. I think it was Cider House Rules that um, <laughs> Kane won for that year, which for me was like, like his weird New England accent that kind of went in and out. Well, you know? it's like one of those career awards that's not exactly for that movie at yeah. that point. I, mean, I love Michael Caine, but I just remember his accent being really weird in that movie. Someone told me you'd do Michael Caine. No, incorrect. Oh, really? <laughs> they were probably thinking of, wait, who do I do? Uh, you, Alan Rickman? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, really oh, they get those you gotta confused. Hear yeah. you got to hear Alan Rickman. It's really phenomenal. You ready? Oh, 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 oh. Sounds like somebody drowning. What are you? No, that's him drowning. It's drowning. Oh, that's Michael Caine drowning. No, no, oh. no, Alan Rickman drowning. But I can oh, do Michael oh, Caine Alan drowning. Oh, Alan Rickman. I That'd can be do... a good series of impressions oh, that you just do. Oh, that was Michael Caine. Oh, wow. Okay, that, yeah. should be your, that should be your bit, is that you do any celebrity drowning. Any celebrity drowning. drowning. Yeah. I'm very versatile. Oh, wow. Oh, Meryl Streep drowning. Yep. Oh, so good. We play these games a lot, wow, so we're, was, we're pretty much on the same page. Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> cray cray. Cray cray. But yeah, I thought the, the final Letterman was good. Like, you know, it's basically a clip show. and then, um, But yeah, he didn't get to the final, like, because he doesn't like that kind of thing. You know, yeah. the teary goodbye kind of thing. So finally he just got to the point where he just thanked everybody. He was very nice and somber. And, oh, and did you see where he was talking to his son? Did you guys see that part? Yeah. And no. his... It was like his wife and son were in the audience, and what? the camera goes over to the son, and, you know, David Letterman's getting, like, emotional, and he's just kind of beaming. He's so proud of his kid, obviously. Yeah, he loves and the kid's, like, kid. 13, or, I don't know, I could be getting the age wrong, but he was so, like, embarrassed by David Letterman. The kid Letterman. was? Yeah. Like, he looked just, like, so sullen and, like, oh, uh, and you're like, there's no winning. Like, if, uh, if you don't think it's cool to have yeah. David Letterman, like, thinking you're so awesome, and he's your dad, yeah. and he's done this for so long... There's no way to survive adolescence. Well, the audience started to give them a standing ovation, and they're in the audience. They're yeah. kind of like half up, half yeah, What are we supposed to like do? A... Do we stand for ourselves? They were we doing are. the Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. That makes me so sad. If you ever get up for an award, I think what you have to do is be very familiar with all the names in yeah, the category yeah. and know at the point you'll know it's your name for sure. Because there is a gray zone. Buh sound. Buh sound. I would like to like have a bit planned, you know, for either way. Like, if you don't win, what's what are you going to do? I would do? go under the table. Yeah, just like stand up and like throw something and run out of the auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> just go right under, and then you throw get to do your own drowning. Disappear like a wizard. Oh, that's know? a good idea. That'd be good. <laughs> stand up, anyways. I remember it was at a, a cheesy award show when I first came to came to Hollywood. I think I'd only been here about a year. Maybe not even that. And a friend of mine invited me to uh, the IFC, which is up on Western Boulevard. They have a big, like, 
award show they do for indie films. And mm-hmm. It's a bunch of filmmakers, and I hate to say it, but it was getting a little pretentious. You know, it was like, you right. know, some guy did a 14 and a half minute movie about his dog making a cookie and you know <laughs> really like indie stuff that wasn't right. really quality it was more like pretentious and the place was packed and john voigt was sitting like three rows in front of me and it was like one of my first encounters with a big time hollywood celebrity and the lady at the podium was announcing all these people and she goes ladies and gentlemen in the audience john voigt I just stood up and started waving, <laughs> waving to the crowd. And I'll never forget, John just kind of did one of those looks over his shoulder where the head turns sideways and the eyes go the rest of the way. And I just that look, he just looked so confused and petrified. People were like, this is kind of fun. It's a dick thing to do, but I sure enjoyed it. That's a good move. Yeah. I think it would be fun to just walk up for the award yeah. with the person and don't don't show your sweat, man. Yeah. You heard your name. They're the crazy one. Yeah. Right. You should sit down. That's right. How far can you push them before they break? Would you do it? I might. <laughs> you, you would. I think, I think I could get there. Move over, Helen Mirren. This is my award. You know what Helen Mirren sounds like drowning? No. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I know, because she's good. more feminine. Yeah, Wait, was, was that soft. Helen Mirren now or Helen Mirren in the no, 70s? No, that was current. That was, that was current. current. In the on. 70s, it would have been like... <laughs> oh, she's gorgeous oh. back then. Yeah. Really good job. She's soft she was, Yeah, she hadn't been hardened by the world at that oh. point, so oh. it was a different kind of death. Gentle. Supple, supple death. Gentle giant. Mm. Oh, bird seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, wait. Yeah, I don't think either of you guys watched it. Mad Men? Men, not Max. I, Men. I've, I've seen one episode. I watched. I was oh, shooting we a can movie have a good with, chat. <laughs> I was shooting a movie with with Jay. Um, oh God, blanking on his last name. Jay. He's one of the actors, and he asked me to go watch an episode with him. So I, I was. Yeah. Like, it was the season opener like two years ago. So I went and sat and watched it with him, but I had no clue what I was watching because it was like season four or five or something. So did you just? Like good job, man. I, I liked it, but it didn't. It wasn't enough to reel me in. I did, I yeah. guess I came in too far in the middle. But I loved. The, I thought the acting and the look of it was really good. But I have no idea what it's about. So I'll let you run with this one. Oh no, I'm almost done. If that's the case, I just I went on the whole journey and it's over now. And because there was a lot of things ending at once, like Letterman and then um, Mad Men was like I've heard such polarizing opinions on the ending. And so I was going to get your guys' opinion. I was not polarized. I didn't love it or hate it. Oh. I was reasonable. I thought it was a reasonable ending. Oh, wow. That sounds like I'm a fair boring, woman. sort of. Like, <laughs> no, it sounds no, no. like if you weren't moved either way, it, it feels like it might have been a boring ending. No, I was moved. Uh, I was softened by it. I thought it was an appropriate ending. Oh, that okay. makes sense. It felt bittersweet. Yeah. I thought it was appropriate. I didn't think they tried to do anything crazy. Thought they went a little too sweet sometimes. But I would rather air on that than like some wackadoodle, fuck you to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a wackadoodle. So it was like a you. nice sorbet for you. It, it was. Wasn't like a it wasn't an indulgent, cheesecake. right? Uh, but it was a sensible, <laughs> delicious, and refreshing thing. Yeah. I didn't feel sorbet. 
gypped by it or anything. There you go. I just saw stray episodes over the years, though my wife watches it religiously and stuff, so yeah. I, you know, I heard what happened and saw a couple clips and stuff like that, too, and mm-hmm. thought it was interesting how they wrapped it up, yeah. but I don't know enough of the show to know if I would be satisfied or not by it. Well, I just get scared around finales now, because there's been those shows that, like, you... You know, they have endeared themselves to you. You care about the show. And then you feel like the finale is, like, just trying too hard to be something, like, gossip-worthy or yeah, something. Yeah. And it kind of sells the characters out or it just tries to be a splash. We all are ruined, though, because Breaking Bad was such a good finale. Like, that one, like, did its yeah, job. Yeah, that was good. That show was great across oh my the gosh. board. Everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. about it was so intentional so and rare. so well done. So rare. But there were people that were disappointed in that finale, too. And all I could say is the finale is like an epilogue in a lot of ways. It yes. wraps up loose ends and stuff like that. The real finale was Ozymandias, like, three episodes beforehand, yes. which was, like, the one where all the shit went down with the Skylar and the knife and all that stuff. It oh, was, yeah. like, an amazing hour of television because that's when everything built, you know, yeah. Yeah. like, and then the last two episodes after that were the ones where they're wrapping up all the loose ends and giving you closure on stuff, which was satisfying, but it wasn't like the, oh my God, you know, kind of things. Yeah, or, yeah. It would be a lot of responsibility, I think, when you know, I think they had that with Mad Men. You have a, such a loyal following. You have such like a niche of what you do. There'd be a lot of stress around like doing it right. But my boring opinion is I thought they did a fine job. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, I was hoping one of you would have a sassy opinion. I wish. I, I, I don't know it. I don't know the show. Yeah. I wish. I, I... Well, what about Mad uh, Max? Math Max? Math Max. That would be great if it was about math. Mad Max, uh, Fury Road. Not yeah. Fury Road. That would be a different thing. Yeah. Fury uh, Road. Fury yeah. Road. Like, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I know you didn't really love it. I didn't. I, I was mad at it. Mad Max at it? Yeah, because it was it was Mad Max, and the movie didn't have anything to do with Max. It was, it was Charlize Theron. Mad Furioso. Yeah, it was everyone else. Like, Matt, Max had, I think, a total of maybe a minute and 20 seconds of dialogue the whole movie. But nobody had more than that. Yeah, but still, it's it's like That was nothing. my whole problem. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's certain, the other, other Mad Max movies, which I've seen all of them, like, there's, he hardly ever talks at all. He's just a little more front and center in those. Yeah. Especially Thunderdome. Um, or like, cause, cause Road Warrior is the, arguably the classic of the series and yeah. people love this one too, but the first one was like very low budget and very different. Yeah. Really, I don't think really fits in with the other ones as much. Then the Road Warrior really like got this amazing look and feel yeah. down and some amazing action sequences and stuff like that. And then this one, I think kind of harkened back to that cause Thunderdome had a great first half and then the second half became about him and children, which was like weird. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so this one, like, I know the actors were very frustrated on the set because George Miller didn't really have a script. He had a lot of stuff storyboarded. Oh, guess who's zero percent su- surprised to see there was no script? Oh, really? It was just a hava hava hava. Yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah. By that movie. Really? So the actors were pissed. Yeah, I know that Tom oh. Hardy evidently was a real pain in the ass on the set, and he and Charlie's have barely like spoken or whatever, like cause- to each other. Yeah, well, he was just kind of, I guess, like, they got frustrated very early because they had these long days, and they would come in, and they didn't know what they were doing. Mm. And George Miller, like, would have things sketched out or whatever because they couldn't see what was going on in his mind because it's a very visual movie. Yeah. It's got some of the most incredible, like, action car sequences of all time. And what I thought was remarkable about it was, despite all the chaos, and it's a very chaotic movie, like, you could follow it. Yeah. Which, like, a lot of those action movies now, like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, time. true. It's so fast. Or you yeah. Like, it, even though this is fast-paced, he would hold on things just long enough that you could understand yeah. what was happening. True, I true. I appreciate that. It's yeah. pretty tough to do. I mean, um, I thought that the performances were great. 
when you got to see a person perform. I thought the look was really impressive. And I know it's just not for me because I can see how someone would really like it. But my God, I just thought it was such chaos, such like loud, insane, like flourished by deaths of like periphery people constantly. Like, oh, more of the exact same thing happening over there. It was just like three incredibly long car chases punctuated by like pregnant women. And then the (laughs) worst, like some really horrible things, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, it was so exhausting. And that guitar man that everyone loves. <laughs> I loved him. He was oh, my favorite. No. Yeah, he was What's so that ridiculous. wind song guitar man doing? I know. It was retarded, but it was so it was so cool. <laughs> well, I, if you think about it, like it's the equivalent of somebody having a boombox like blurring some music to get yeah. everybody like ramped up. So yeah, I understand the, the idea of the car is like it's the drums and the yeah. guitar to get them fired up to want to go and do whatever the they're doing. The drums made but, more sense to me. I mean, I just thought it was so ridiculous, but it was in a ridiculous world. Yeah, I thought it added to just how insane they were that they yeah. would hang a guy like like a thing from a rearview mirror and have him play a flaming guitar. But I didn't like that they, they went on this long, dangerous journey, got to a pack of old ladies on a sand dune, and said, oh, let's go back to where we just came from. Yeah. I, I hate movies because once you know where they're going back to, the adventure's gone. It's, it's yeah. like, take me to a new place. Like, don't go halfway and then return. What's the point of the it whole sort movie? It felt to me like they got to Wally World. Wally World was close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Then, but instead of like forcing John Candy to take them on rides, yeah. they went, all right, let's just go back to yeah. Ohio. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the whole thing about this movie is like, it's just one big car chase, one yeah. big road trip is yeah. really what it is. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe a 75 year old man. Well, that's what's that. amazing to me. That yeah. is remarkable. He did those other movies. He took a break and did like the Happy Feet movies and Babe. Like, yeah. went the other way completely. Yeah, right. And then came back and did this and just kind of. You could sp- still hear Mad Max and Happy Feet if you were listening. <laughs> Babe. Babe was very violent inside. Yeah. So Babe, Babe was dark. Two, Babe, Babe was... 2, Pig in the City is super dark. It's really dark. Like, that's it's true. It's disturbing. Because I saw that on the same day that Very Bad Things came out. I don't know if you saw that movie with Christian Slater and stuff. It's really, really dark. That movie's intentionally a black comedy, super dark, right, right. or whatever. But I was way more disturbed by Babe Two Pig in the City. <laughs> did <laughs> Miller direct that one too? I think he. I'm not positive. He definitely did. The I'll first look it one. up. Because that was the one where the pig was into S and M and everything. Yeah, right? yeah like all that stuff. Yeah. Think <laughs> of the city. The city like burns. Like the place burns down. Like, there's Mickey Rooney as a creepy clown. Like it's just a weird, off-putting movie to me that I was like, "What? This is for kids? Like yeah, I can't handle it." Yeah, I heard it was nuts. But the first babe, oh my god, my favorite movie. Are you lying? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Babe Two Pig in the City is also that's also him. Is rated also X. George Miller, yeah, triple X. Is it an R rated movie? Whoa, Pig Love. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh my gosh. Well, Mad Ouch. Max, there it is. I I did like so like when it would be quiet for a second and you could see them perform, I would be like, Oh, I like this. And then it was so immediately back to what it felt redundant to me. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but then I have, I've, like, I don't know anyone else that didn't like it. I looked around when it was over because I thought <coughs> somebody would, like, make eye contact with me. And we'd be like, what? And everyone was just, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So you were there picking up, looking for guys? Just Yeah, just cruising. I wow, cruised for right. D, yeah, at the theater. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
I did think it was funny when like Charlize and her couple of cars are at the front trying to like escape and then like the guys in the porcupine things roll yeah. up and oh, then yeah. they're like, oh, let's take care of these guys. I was like, just look in your rearview mirrors, dudes. There's an entire Armada coming. To yeah, right, right. It's pretty ill-advised. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's just roll out of this. Let's not Little bother getting people. involved. I know. I would die in that world, in a post-apocalyptic world. No. The Wartmen win. The nasty Wartmen win. I'd take oh, care of you. And he's got... Oh. No. What if I kill you? Yeah. Well, I can't trust I anyone. I take care of you. I know, but I don't trust you. You would want to kill me, so I'd have to kill you. What if we shared traded trust rings? Okay. I trust be all that. right? That'd be great. <laughs> It'd be better than all right, actually. Yeah. yeah. If we were wearing trust rings, things should be <laughs> Look all right at our in finger. the post-apocalyptic be... world. That's true. I wish that had been introduced into Mad Max. Yeah. If they were the all concept of a trust ring. bracelets. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if at one scene, just Charlize and, and Tom just went, trust. And they, they changed they tap rings. their rings. Tap ring. Trust. Trust. Yay. Trust to the end of time. And then Yay. they would go to the grassy place. The grassy place. The shitty place. The granny How about place. the old bag? Yeah, the, the granny place. Granny. What's that song? Make new friends, but keep, keep the, the old. <laughs> one is over, but the other gold. If they just keep done that, the old. Yeah. then they would have been like, all right, we're, we're solid. Lose the old, honey. Yeah, why, why was there a bunch of old ladies in the desert? They were little badasses. Oh, but that also bothered me. So you go pick up the old ladies, and then they're dropping like flies. Yeah. But somehow they all know how all know martial arts and. But they know. died so fast. Like it yeah. wasn't like those grannies even helped save it. Like a little bit maybe, but they died so quickly. Like the one, they're just dying. We journeyed all the way for them to yeah, do this. That's what I mean. It was just a anticlimactic oh. letdown. The other thing I'll say though is like as batshit crazy and theoretically violent as it was, he did a pretty good job of keeping the. Gore to a yeah, minimum. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, like it could have been like most directors would it would have like when the guys are jumping in with chainsaws and stuff, they would have been like hacked limbs flying right. everywhere. But that yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. happen. No, you no, don't. It need wasn't that. a bloody movie. No, no. It was just it's about a... the choreography of the driving. I think is what always mesmerizes people. Yeah, that for sure. And I I did kind of enjoy like the people like on the little rubber bands hopping around trying to go from car to car and stuff and like on the little. Sticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was. It's great to watch. Great characters. The guy with the crazy Donny Osmond teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you know the guy that like a Donny Osmond baboon, yeah. <laughs> albino. I'm surprised that Poor every Donny time Osmond. he talked, people weren't like, "What? Yeah, huh? what? I don't. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no, no, we can't." <laughs> Because everything was like, he's like Bane from from Batman. If he had just Tom Hardy, he just put his Bane mask. Yeah, the two of them could have. Well, it was the Bane mask. At the beginning, he had the Bane mask. Yeah, this guy crossover. I'd like some lasagna, Batman. I just did that impression for the listeners at home. Wait, can you do Bane drowning? Whoa! That was my best one. You're gonna exhaust yourself. No, I'm not. (laughs) I've got more. (laughs) I've got so much. I'm going to go into this lagoon wearing all this stuff. Oh, it's too heavy. I. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Wow. That's how Bane should have died. On a recreational swim. Not at the hands of Batman. A water. I would have been a big um, curveball. A big (laughs) gurple. 
Curveball. Curveball. Oh, curveball. But it could have been a gurple. Gur- I thought you that. said gurple. That's a new saying. We should do that now. We should yeah. bring it into the lexicon. Gurple. Oh, total gurple. Uh, I was watching a lot of your YouTube videos. You have Ooh. many. And Uh-oh. I was especially taken by the bratty children one, which so oh. many people were. You have a lot of views on that yeah, one. Yeah, the brat kids. Yeah. 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 Make very disturbing noises. Blam, yeah. Yeah. God. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> so speaking of your YouTube, though, you did, you have started <laughs> releasing uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, face yeah. in uh, batches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did you, where did, where did the strategy for the release and all that come from? How did you decide to do this? Um, well, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face is an indie movie that I, I made. It took me six years to shoot, and uh, I just shot it whenever I could. Oh, it's a full-length feature movie, and it turned out to be... I wanted to shoot every frame, every page, so it turned out to be almost four hours long. <laughs> oh, so, my so I released, I released on Amazon.com. You can download it or um, you can buy the movie at my website, the hour-and-a-half version. But I felt like, you know, you know, they always say there's, you know, 12 minutes of extras never before seen. Right. Well, my extras are longer than the whole original movie. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings. Right. They did that with that. Right. So I decided, I, you know, people that are fans of Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, by the way, I'll just say out of the gate, it's the dumbest movie ever made. Um, I wanted people to see all the stuff that they didn't get to see, so... What I do is every Monday or Tuesday, I release five minutes on my YouTube channel. I just put it up there, and people can follow. You know, it's all in chronological order, so people can follow the movie and watch a new five minutes of their unwinding story every five week or every every week for five minutes. So I just thought it was a good way to get that footage out there. And no, it's the perfect it's yeah. the perfect thing to do, and yeah. it's fun to watch out of order too because oh, I didn't it? have yeah. a context to put it in when okay. I started watching, and so I just was <laughs> picking random ones. Yeah. And I was like, wait, there's a story here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's fun, you know. I try to I try to cut the clip so that even if you only watch a random five minutes, that the clip you watch is a little bit self-contained. Yeah, it's like a standalone, bizarre peek into a world. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I figure if you get on the ride, if you join my YouTube channel, basically, um, and it's at harlowwilliams.com, you can kind of watch this movie. I think it's going to last for two and a half years or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I do five minutes a week, right. I think it's going to go two and a half years or something. So, so if people were journaling along with watching Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, they'd see a lot of personal growth, maybe, in the course of the movie. Personal growth, growth for the For themselves. Car- oh, no. maybe, yeah. Yeah, if you were to like just keep track of what your life is doing sure. as you're watching the movie mm. unfold, at the end, you'll have the completion of a movie and you'll also have you know maybe some life goals. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I well, don't know why you haven't been selling a, it like this. If you, have but. A, if you have a kid, put up a height chart. <laughs> oh, yeah. And after every episode's released, take the height and be like, this is Fudgy Watch Face. Uh, put up a 13. fudge chart. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. There's a lot you could do with that, you know. So <laughs> You could do the artist's way yeah. uh, four times. Yeah, you could do. If you take your time with it. Yeah, I mean, there's so much you could do around that movie. It's. Two and a half Christmases. Two and a half Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> it has a lot of your like famous funny friends in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, people like Andy Dick, Bobby Lee, Josh Cox, Jessica Lundy, Michael Rosenbaum, Alonzo Bowden, 
uh, Sean Tweedley, who you do a lot of stuff with, yeah, uh, yeah. and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, people should check it out. Yeah, it's it's really if you like kind of twisted, demented humor, it's it's uh, it's a fun it's a fun adventure to get on board with. So yeah, yeah it's fudgy wudgy fudge face at Harlan Williams YouTube channel. Just subscribe and it'll come to you every week. There you go. Yeah, yeah. People should. You also have a a podcast, which is really like one of the firsts in a sense, because you've got 676 episodes, I believe. Oh, God. Which is... Letterman-esque. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Wow, it's climbing up there. You're right. Yeah. Uh, The Harlan Highway. It's on all this comedy and iTunes and things. It's out there. Yeah. Uh, What made you decide to start doing that? Because you were a pretty early adopter of of podcasting. Yeah, well, I had had hosted an afternoon drive-home radio show in Denver for for a year, and um, part of my requirement for the show was to create eight little bit comedy bits a day. Wow. And uh, and I and I did and I owned the bits. So so um, when podcasting came around, it was kind of like fudgy wudgy fudge face. Had all this comedy, and you know, radio plays instantaneously. You don't replay radio, yeah. live radio. So I had all these bits, and I thought, oh man, I'll do a podcast where I can talk and tell stories, and and then you know, every few minutes I'll drop one of my produced comedy bits in that's great and so i was able to drop in about you know three three bits per show and that lasted again for about two and a half years because i had a thousand bits that i'd done over the course of a year so so once the bits ran out i just started creating new bits and just kept the pod the the podcast going and kept it fresh and and uh you know i think the catalyst for it is that I just really love the medium. I like yeah. I like I like theater of the mind, you know. Right. So I, I like creating kind of audio worlds and goofy, you know, things for people to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And you you host solo, which uh, only there's only a few out there that do that. A lot of people like you know bounce off of each other or have guests on every time to keep it going. Like yeah. Like that's that to me would be really tough. I don't. I don't know. I, for me, be talk, feel like talking into a vacuum, and I would be like, "Yeah, yeah." Isn't that right, me? Yes, me. Um, what made you decide to uh, go the solo route? Have you ever thought about bringing people in, or do you? I do interviews now and then. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that I I you know I I'm pretty busy and it's a tough to schedule. But also I've, as I said, I like the theater of the mind. So what I ended up doing is creating a whole library of characters. And so I actually have a lot of guests on my show, but yeah. they're all me doing different voices. So I have, you know, my Mexican gardener. I have Dr. Debbie Timer, a life coach. George Michael from Wham calls in all the time. <laughs> uh, I have a retired uh, lieutenant from the army who who calls in. I have my boss who constantly gives me grief. So it's a whole it's a whole library of reoccurring and new characters all the time. My aunt Ruthie. From always calls in from Rochester and she's perpetually lost and confused and leaves me like 10 minute long phone messages <laughs> so I just, I just kind of created this kind of wacky world of characters so even though I'm doing it alone I'm far from alone when I do it right. you know? yeah. and people really love it it's really fascinating to see you know what characters people you know kind of glam onto you know and right. uh it always surprises me how, how much 
people love those silly characters that I do. So. Well, because they become real so quickly. Yeah. You know? And yeah. That's the, I think that is one of the best things about this medium, and it's been why radio was what it was. It's yeah, like, right. It becomes your own thing, and it's kind of like when you read a book, it, you can't match it in a film or anything. Yeah. Because you have the imagination that's like, this is who this person is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I love about podcasting. It lets you really expand on, on your imagination and things you want to say but never have time for and then you you let people in and so suddenly people are communicating with like these facets of yourself yeah yeah i think it's it's such a great medium i wish it was around when i was a lot younger so i could have gotten into it sooner because i I really love it so um do you have any characters that have surprised you the most with like the people's reaction to them or um. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Ruthie, actually, the one I met, she's like yeah. an old lady, and she talks like this. Hello, Holland. How are you, little angel? I love you, darling. Aunt Ruthie's at the food court today, and she forgot to put a dress on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some little boy just stuck his finger in my bottom. Oh my. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like people really love her because I think she's just so vulnerable and weird and... George, I always have George Michael call in, and he's he's always drunk, or he's always you know he's just a mess. And he he called in the other day, and he he, he started going off about how he had a new um, f- a new product based after his name, like you know New Paul Newman had Newman's own spaghetti sauce and Newman's own popcorn and. George Michael called in. He's like, I got my own product, Harland. It's called George Michael's Tea Bags. Ew. <laughs> he's, selling, he's selling tea bags. And so much more. Yeah. So just, just, you know, I just have a blast with it. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of characters sometimes. You know, Captain Kirk, I'll come in and Captain Kirk is sitting, you know, William Shatner's sitting at my desk. (laughs) Or George, uh, um, Michael Jackson, or, you know, just a lot of goofy characters. So if you like that kind of stuff, check out the Harland Highway. And you could go from the beginning and you have seven years of entertainment, probably, if you space it out. If they spaced out your podcast into five minutes a week, it could take them through their life. Through their life, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. A lifetime of entertainment. Wow, crazy. wow, that's insane you even said that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and you did it live at, uh, at SF Sketch Fest, and that was the first time you'd done it, right? Live, yeah. yeah. Have you done it since live? Or are you planning no, I haven't had a, a forum to do it. I would. It, it was a little tougher to do live. It was a little, little, it turned out being really fun because we got some real weird, you know, you know, um, uh, interaction from the live audience, but uh, yeah, San Francisco. We'll give you that. Yeah, it was it <laughs> was great. We got there. some real characters, but uh, it was a little tougher to get into my characters and stuff because I usually perform them by myself in in the studio, and right. to mm-hmm. do it in front of a theater and it was a little intimidating to be honest. So I don't think they came off quite as good, but I I gave it the old college try, and nice. I'd do it again if if I had a forum, you know, just. Keep tweaking it. Yeah, that's great. Why not? It's the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the 90s, uh, I believe it came out then. Uh, Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, Rocket Man, uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of. Uh, oh, thank you. Really fun Disney film that you uh, headlined. 
uh, I believe in the 90s. I think I'm right yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, early 90s. Yeah. Um, Mid-90s, maybe, yeah. Yeah, really, like, sweet, good-natured film, family film. That, yeah. um, And I went back recently, and I've seen it a few times. I used to watch it. I used to work at a video store for years. It was a good one to always throw on in the background. Oh, People nice. really enjoyed it. Um, and I went back and I was like, I wonder like what the critics thought because that really did never occurred to me. Yeah. And they were actually pretty kind. Like there's a lot of good, like solid, like I think Ebert gave it three stars and the Santa Chronicle gave the guy clapping in the chair and stuff like that too, which was, oh, I was wow, that's glad good. to see that. Uh, what was that experience like? Cause it was Disney. Yeah. Um, how did you come to that project? Um, that movie came to me, um, I was kind of emerging, you know, on the scene as as a funny actor guy, and people were, you know, excited to work with me, and so all the studios were kind of lining up and wanted to do movies with me, and and Disney uh, was swirling all around me, you know, we wanted to do a feature with you, and and that's uh, an exciting time. It was exciting. It was really cool, and and um, they kept putting projects, but they wanted me to do George of the Jungle and. I was excited by that, but I read the script and I was just like, "Oh, it was just not a great script." So, and then uh, the Rocket Man came across my my dad, like I had a desk. <laughs> Rocket Man came across my Arby's, and uh, <laughs> and I thought, "Man, I could really, you know, this this looks like a lot of fun, a lot of adventure, and I, and I could see the opportunity to create a lot of comedic set pieces," you know. Yeah. Because um, you're dealing with outer space and you're dealing with a kind of a fish out of water comedic character, which is always great. And and so um, yeah, Disney was great. They let me kind of go in and rewrite the script like twice. I got oh, wow. to go in and rewrite it from top to bottom, and you know, add stuff. Even on the day we were, you know, they'd let me add stuff. They'd let me improvise. Like they they just gave me free reign. And I that I, is really impressive. It was great, yeah. and I was able to put so much stuff in it that that you know wasn't wasn't there. And and I just I, I for that reason, I mean, I loved it all already, but just that they let me kind of make it my movie and and put my sensibility into it was was really really uh, exciting and it was great. Plus, you got to work with William Sadler and a chimp. Um, yeah, that's right. What was, the, was that? What was the chimp like? How was that? The chimp was amazing. Uh, it, it's you know people don't know how intense it is working with a, with a trained animal, especially a chimpanzee, because they're 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 really smart yeah. and they're, yeah. they're very manipulative and clever. And, and manipulative. So they are. That they, 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 they're um, the trainer explained it to me like. When the when the chimp's on set, the trainer has to be like off behind camera and dictate every move it makes. For example, if it goes to scratch its ear, the guy has to go no, no, like constantly just yelling no at it because oh. chimps. He told me their minds work that if they scratch their ear in their head, that's that's a victory. And so oh. now they can go to the next level, and now they can <laughs> scratch their ear and jump up and down. And if they get away with that, so he goes, it just escalates in a chimp's mind. They, it just grows. So the more that they get away with, so they have to control their every move. And oh these chimps gosh. would just have to sit in the chair, you know, oh. when they weren't on camera. And they weren't cruel to them, but they were firm, you know. <coughs> and, um, excuse me, they, it was, it was kind of weird to see. But then once the chimps got to go in and do their thing, it was, it was great. I mean, I got to sing to a chimp and hold them and carry them, and you know, they're, you know, we've all seen them. They're just so human-like. Yeah. It was, it was, 
It was amazing. It was just amazing. Yeah, really I loved cool. it. Like, I did a, a stupid thing for like TV years and years ago where like I got to hold an orangutan. Oh, my God. Feed, feed it gummy bears. Amazing. <laughs> like, that was just her favorite treat was gummy bears. So, I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Gummy bears. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. It's like, incredible. Oh, yeah. never get to do this. Yeah. So, project it's, was done, but I got to hold an orangutan. It's very That's intense. That counts. Yeah. An really odd cool. twist of events. Um the, the monk, the chimpanzee that we used, and that they used in the movie, whose name was Raven, and I guess lives at a farm up north, north of Los Angeles. And later on, I think about, must have been about ten, nine, nine years later or so, I got married. And my ex-wife now wanted, wanted to have a monkey be the ring bearer. <laughs> So I thought, great, right? So I went online and I just randomly searched online for animal wranglers and I found this place and I said, blah, we struck a deal and the guy showed up on the day of our wedding with, with a chimpanzee and it was the same trainer and the same it monkey. Was it was Raven. 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 And I, we, we were just Did like, you and Raven recognize each other? I recognize, well, I knew and I knew the trainer, yeah. of course, and he goes, yeah, this is Raven. And I was like, well, I don't know if Raven remembered <coughs> remembered me but raven the, the, the monkey from, from yeah the monkey from rocket man ended up being the ring bearer at my wedding and That's, he was in a oh little gosh. tuxedo and he walked down the aisle and he had a little pillow with the ring on it and yeah it was, it was pretty excellent whoa yeah. that is a bizarre it's really weird it's yeah so great that's it's like weird. a very yeah. much only in la yeah, it was very strange raven was just happy to be invited at first he was like yeah probably gonna leave me off the list <laughs> the ring bearer are you kidding me what Wow. wow, I guess Honor. I guess Holy. our time together was pretty special. Holy monkey farts. I'm going to scratch my ear all the way down that aisle. <laughs> I love that story. Isn't that wild? Yeah, did you hug? Uh, I, I know we probably did. I can't remember. I was probably more focused on oh, my right, ex-wife right. at the time. Getting, but, you know, hitched yeah. on okay. that whole thing. Yeah. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. maybe if you spend <laughs> a little more time with maybe Raven. Maybe I should have married the monkey. <laughs> yeah, right, but I'm like, we got to talk, man. <laughs> I'm seeing you at your best. (laughs) Very little boy. Plus, you know, the bachelor party hitting a strip club with a chimp is yeah, right. weird. Well, that'd probably no, that get you. The, the girls would be like thing. a magnet. Yeah, right. People who are magnetized by chimps, like people are just drawn to, you know, all animals, yeah. people, especially wild ones. They're yeah. like, oh, my God, i got to touch it or see it. Or If I could have any different life, I think it would be like working with gorillas somehow, rehabilitating them or something. Oh, really? That's always been like the sort of fantasy world. Mm. Like, I have never lived that at all. But I was always just... Gorillas they're so are great. smart, and they're so... I mean, gorillas and chimpanzees both, they're so human-like, so smart, and, like, we're heinous creatures to everything. Humans yeah. are heinous to everything. Like, it would be nice to be nice to them. I got charged by a almost 500-pound silverback <gasps> gorilla in Rwanda. Yeah. Whoa. Came about closer than me and you are, are right you now. Are you serious? Like, within inches I'm in his of lap me. for our listeners at home. You're what? I'm oh, you're in my lap. Oh, tender, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon Trust. tears. Trust. Um, Onion bit. Why did he charge you? I was on safari in Rwanda. We were up on the volcano looking for, for gorillas, and we found a, a tribe, and apparently the, the, this, the male was the biggest in the whole region because they, they, I guess the scientists knew each and every gorilla because they're endangered. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and we found them, and this, this, this guy came like, it was almost like a scene out of King Kong. We were in a bamboo forest, and he, we heard him growl first. <gasps> it was just like this deep 
growl. It just echoed through the whole jungle. It was just like, you know, and then he just saw the bamboo shaking. And then he literally just pulled them apart on this giant... It was like a guy coming through a stage curtain. He pulled the, the bamboo apart. <laughs> it couldn't have been more dramatic. Whoa. And he just like smashed down. He was on a little ledge and he smashed down to the ground. And there was eight of us standing there just like. Not in, in a awe. vehicle or anything? No, we, we were just there in the jungle with the rubber galoshes on. And I was the only dummy in the group who wore a red baseball hat. You know, oh, no. um, but he sat down for about, I guess it was about like a minute or two. He was, he was just kind of sussing us out. And then he just out of nowhere, he just stood up and ran right at me. Just charged, full on charge. And like the, 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 our, our guy just, the last thing I heard, he goes, he's charging. Oh like that's God. all I heard. <laughs> and, oh and I just like standing there frozen. And I, I think my heart skipped a beat. Like it just, it felt like it skip, skipped a beat. And then at the last second, he just turned the other way. And I was just standing there like, it, it was. How did you not? Just pee and scream. It's, it was so fast. Like, by the time he, you know, he's so big and so powerful and moved so fast. By the time he was on me, it was, like, it was terrifying when he was coming at me. But before I could faint or he was gone, like, he just turned and, and oh. went the other way. But it was... It was crazy. I just sort of recalibrated my alternate life. I think I'm going to be working with smaller mammals um, instead uh, yeah, of Yeah, like yeah. my dad. <laughs> huh. Huh. Wait, what? I didn't see that going there. Okay. You <laughs> should work with my dad. Would we have fun? I think you'd be good for him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll do it. Great. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Thank you, Angel. <laughs> yeah, anytime. <laughs> oh, that's an amazing story, Harlan. Uh, that's unbelievable. It's yeah, it so was, it scary. It was pretty, pretty bizarre, yeah. And it was because of the hat, they assume. No, I, I don't think it was. I did have a red hat, which I kind of tried to blame it on, but I think Were you it's, the biggest person? I think I was the closest person. So mm. I was, for some reason, like a moron standing kind of out in front of the group. Well, and you didn't expect to be charged by a girl. I did not expect to be charged. I, I mean, fair. well, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, when you're walking through an African jungle up the side oh of a volcano gosh. and you're looking for a pack of wild mountain gorillas, I mean, to be honest, I, I expected anything. You yeah. know, I, I, I didn't know if a lion was going to jump out or an elephant. Why did you go or, on safari? I just love it. I love animals. I, I loved the concept of you know these these incredible animals, the the uh, the gorillas, and it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah but definitely exciting. Well, you ended up with That's a good incredible. story out of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good thing. So you've um, and just to stay in the area. Uh, you have worked with uh, uh, the Fairley Brothers a couple times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dumb and Dumber, and uh, there's something about Mary. Yeah, um, and fun little parts. How Great, did you? Yeah. Uh, did was there a lot of improvisation involved in those? Oh yeah, yeah, a lot, tons of it. I mean, most those scenes, like in Dumb and Dumber, and something about Mary, I'd say fifty percent of. If you watch those scenes, I'd say fifty percent of. Each scene is improvised. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and you know, thanks to the Farrelly brothers who let me do that. You know, I mean, I, a Dumb and Dumber was my first movie, so I, I didn't even hmm. entertain the idea of improvising, you know, because I was petrified. I'd never been in a movie. I'd never really acted. And uh, when they put me in the movie as the, you know, the state trooper, the motorcycle cop, um, I, I just did stuff right off the book. And, and then... 
thanks to them, you know, Peter and Bobby said, okay, Harlan, now do it, do it your way. Had they already seen you as a comic? They, they knew enough? me as a comic yeah. and they just knew me as a, as a guy and, and what I was like. And I yeah. guess they figured maybe there was more than what was on the page. Right. I don't know. Right. So, so, you know, and I've never hesitated because when I do stand-up, I, I go all over the place. I love to go to unexpected places. Yeah. But, but in a movie, a big movie with big movie stars, I was too scared. And well, and because you know it's money. <coughs> I mean, it's money for everyone and it's, yeah. there's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah, so, what so, they want. yeah, so I was I was not going to play that game. But when they came up and said, "Do it your way," I said, "What do you mean?" Because mm. I didn't know I didn't know director talk. And right. they, I mean, I thought I knew what they mean, but I thought <laughs> you don't mean what I think. Like when you say "do it my way," you know I'm going to go berserk, right? Yeah. Right. And they, I go, "What do you mean?" They say, "Just do it your way. Just say whatever you want. Do your thing." And I'm like, "Really?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay." Uh. And so they let me do about five or six takes my way, and and some of them, you know, I cracked Jim and Jeff Daniels up, and we couldn't use it. And other ones, uh-huh. they they kept a bunch of the lines, and, and that's so and they, awesome. They ended up putting like half the lines that I improvised in, into the movie, which was a mind blower. And then same thing happened with something about Mary. They just you know, the, my scene with Ben Stiller as the hitchhiker, right. serial killer, seven-minute <laughs> ab guy, they, they said, just go for it again. And, and I think there's even more improv in that one. But, right. uh, and, and Was seven-minute abs an improvisation, or was that in the script originally? No, the, 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 the script was about the guy having the seven-minute ab thing, and then the, the, the scene kind of ended when Ben Stiller said, well, what if they have uh, six-minute abs? Or something, I forget the line. And then I just go off on it. Right. I just start talking about chipmunks on a branch and gorgonzola <laughs> cheese and step into my office because you're fucking fired and all that. <laughs> I just, I went on. And they, 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 you know, they left tons of it in. And, it, you know, it's so fun when you improvise like that because you don't remember what you said yeah. because right. you, you're improvising. So I had no clue. I didn't remember one word of what I said because <laughs> it, it's so adrenaline packed and you're so in the moment. And so when I went to see the movie for the first time, I literally turned to my buddy and said, I, I don't remember even saying that stuff. Oh, my gosh. But that's it, awesome. But it was, it was a blast. And, again, the, thanks to the Farrelly's for, for encouraging me and letting me, letting me just go off. And yeah. That's it was, great. It made it so much fun. Yeah. It's fantastic. And well, that's what made it, those cameos what they are, I'm sure, is like yeah. how spontaneous and bizarre. Well, it's know? funny because, yeah, so many people, a lot of those lines almost, uh, people like quote them to me and stuff. And so I guess it's, it's um, they, they resonated somehow. Yeah. So that, that makes me happy. And it was, it was a blast. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do, let's do first. Okay. We do this every podcast. So do first from life. Whoa. Uh, you want to do the TV thing? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, what was the first thing you ever bought off of or wanted to buy from television? Cause they used to have those ads all the time to call now and buy things. Oh, wow. Interesting. I think I might've actually bought, there was this real creepy guy that used to be on late at night. And he was really sincere, and he'd be on it like like <laughs> one in the morning. It was like some kind of weird real estate guru, but he's a young guy who always had like it looked like his hair was wet. And he goes, "If you guys order right now, I'm going to set you up. You can buy properties for zero down." And like it was all this real estate stuff, and I didn't want it. But then in the end, he goes, 
And if you order right now, we'll set up a website for you and we'll, we'll host it and maintain it for one Whoa. cent a day. And I didn't have it. This was like back in the, still in the late 90s. I was like, I don't have a website. Or was, yeah, something, something, something in the, like in early 90s. In a post-Rocket Man world? Yeah. You were calling this person? Yeah, and and so I so I, I I got the whole real estate package, which was like I think is eighty bucks, oh my just God. so I could get the free website. Did I, they do I, it? Yeah, they did it. But I don't think they did do it. No, no. but I, I think I stopped payment. Like it's one of those things where it automatically goes to your credit card, right? And so uh, and so I just changed. I ended up getting a new credit card, and that put the end of that. But, that that end of that thing. Yeah, but That's that that was that. that was kind of. I think that was the first thing I ever bought. A website that never weird never made it. That's yeah. <laughs> what about you? What was your first I think thing? Mine was. It's hard because I'm trying to remember. Like, there's things I wanted to buy all the time. Yeah. When I was like a teenager, or like yeah. ten or whatever. When, like when that was a big thing. So I would look at it and be like, Oh, I really want to do that. I can't do that. I don't have a credit card or whatever. Yeah. But I remember I always wanted the Sports Illustrated football phone. Oh yeah. Came yeah. Free with a subscription. I just thought it was cool. It was like it's a phone, but it looks like a football. football. And so I think I got that because I got my dad read Sports Illustrated. So I think I was like, can you call and renew your subscription just so I can get this, the football phone? He's like, oh, hey, all right. Nothing like talking to your friends and family through a football. Right. Well, I don't know why that was like a thing that I thought would be fun to have. And it was really not a good phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was probably <laughs> like a made in, in China piece of junk. Yeah. It would, didn't sound very good. But I liked having it. Hey, Vanessa, welcome back from your bathroom, Rick. Oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, cute. I was so fast. Uh, what, was, what was yours? I wanted that Bill Cosby Mortimer pen real bad. From Picture Pages? Mm-hmm. Goes, oh. I wanted that so bad. Did you, get, you didn't get it? Mm-mm. I've never gotten anything from TV. Sad. Except for hours of entertainment. There you go. Sadness. <laughs> yeah, and then I looked on eBay, and you can get one, but it will never live up to what I wanted it to be. You know, oh, if it makes that noise, it's hard. I, I just don't think it could be what I needed to be, and now it's tainted. So, well, dang moving yikes. on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, uh, yeah. Downer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Or just buy it and find out. Yeah. <laughs> You've already resigned yourself like, to being disappointed. It's expensive. Is it really? It's not five dollars. That's about what I'd be willing to spend right now. That's your ceiling? That's your picture if it's not $5, I'm not interested. Yeah. Oh, my God. They might be cheaper now with all the Bill Cosby stuff. So. Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah. I'll see if I can get one because I would like that. Yeah, they're probably giving them away. You're welcome. Yeah. Busy B48. All right, let's do my question thing. Let's do, we're going to do a build a movie. Okay. We do these a lot now because they're fun. So we're going to build a movie. We have. We can put anybody in it from any time period, living or dead if we want. Uh, okay. No budgetary constraints. Right. We can go Finally. wild with this. We'll add actors, plot mm-hmm. points. Uh, I know that you're a, a big fan of Slapshot. So uh, let's build the best hockey comedy ever. If we're going to build our own movie okay. revolving around hockey. Okay. Let's have okay. that kind of as the... Um, starting with what? We can uh, start with a plot or an actor, either way. Um... Actor, actor, probably Brad Pitt is my lead. Okay. Yeah. He's a classic choice. He'd look good as a hockey player. Yeah. Um, I'm on board. Can we call it Nantucket? Sure. As a title? I, like I feel that. like that's fun. Yeah. Right. Nantucket. Nantucket. So it takes place, obviously, in the East Coast somewhere. Yep. Um, probably Nantucket. Probably. <laughs> I just yeah. have a feeling. So yeah. maybe, okay, maybe there's, they've started a new uh, minor league affiliate team. 
in Nantucket. So they're okay. frozen, they're an island. They're a small yeah. island, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, so they somehow end up getting into one of the leagues as a team, but they got to build the team from the ground sure. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their first guy is Brad Pitt, Brad who Pitt. owns the local airport. Oh. It's like a wings oh. spin-off. And he was he was a big <laughs> hockey prospect, but like everything else, he blew a knee out or something, and so, so he never... He ended up going in the family business, which he had never wanted to do. What was the family business? Owning the airport. Oh, he owns the airport, mm-hmm. yeah. The Nantucket Airport. Yep. Nantucket Airstrip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Brad Pitt, he'd be the, I guess, the coach. The coach, yeah, I guess. Oh, he's too old to be on a team now? Well, yeah. I I'd mean. like him to be playing, though. Maybe he can still be playing. Oh, that's the thing. Maybe that's the big thing it's that happens is he has to where, step in. Sort of like Paul Newman did in Slapshot. You know, yeah. Like, he played. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy okay. old. Um, all right, so Brad Pitt plays. Brad but captain, Pitt. Captains and coaches, he does kind of everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, um, it's a very ragtag thing yeah. initially, which it's got to be. We need a woman that's, like, pretending to be a boy. But everybody knows she's a girl. Oh, uh, the girl from Precious. Oh, Gabrielle Sibide. Yeah, yep. she'd be. She's the goaltender. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. great. And everyone yeah. calls her Jimmy, but like Jimmy, it's very yeah. open. Like they all know she's a woman. She goes into yeah. the women's room. Like there's a lot of shots. She's not good at pretending she's a boy. Yeah, but she yeah. just wanted this Precious. opportunity. And her sweater says Precious on the back. Yes. Too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Precious number five. Yeah. <laughs> so like like the. Uh, like Slackshot had the Hanson brothers. Instead, yeah. we have the equivalent of that is Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, oh. and Andrew Wilson. The other Wilson brothers only in a few things. But the three oh. of them are playing brothers on the There's team. a third Wilson? There is, yeah. I heard there's a third Hemsworth, too. What about Carney Wilson? Can we have She's her? She's in there, too. Sure. Okay. Okay. So it's all Wilsons. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I can't think of any other Wilson. Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson's there. Woodrow Wilson, former president. Oh yeah, we can do anything. How about Wilson the volleyball? Yeah. Oh, he's there. that's good. He'd be a good. The mascot. first game, all they do is play with the volleyball because they couldn't find the puck, and that's why they're the laughing stock. But then they have to stop because it's got the SARS blood on it. Right. <laughs> 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 takes a twist. Oh my God! So scary. Now it's a zombie movie. <laughs> all right. Since it's, since Hollywood will want us to have a love interest for Brad Pitt. Mm. Yeah. Um, She's uh, she's the equipment manager. They hire her from there. They used to be childhood sweethearts, and then they got mad at each other, and now she's back. And Jennifer Garner. All right, that works. Yeah. A very conventional choice. Yeah, she's hot. She's beautiful. Yeah. She do a good job. She's classy. Yeah, I'd like to see her. The reason I want is I'd like to see her and Brad making love in a locker room. Is Ooh, really that's why a I great idea. It. Yeah, that's a great idea. On top of some pads and then against the lockers. Yeah, see. Yeah, sounds yeah. like you've done it. And then they it. go in the shower. Sounds, yeah, all the time with you hockey made love players. In a locker room. Yeah, I picked them up at the movie theater. Yeah, and then we just go across the street to Bally's and go at it. Have yeah. at her. Yeah, it's really awesome. Totally Have famous. at her. Do you leave your skates on when you do it? Or yeah, no? I never do anything without my skates. As you can see, I keep them on all the time. You ever kick them in the back or anything by Slice accident? Slice them up a little. Yeah, they like that. Good night, Nelly Furtado. <laughs> they're doing all sorts Ooh, of Oh, she like, does the soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. Nelly During the love scene, of course, there's like, as they're disrobing, taking up all, there's tons of pads. So oh, that's yeah. hilarious. And then there's lots of, they're making jokes about like, oh, that's two for boarding. Oh, uh, puns the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Elbowing. It'd be fun to make love to a woman wearing goalie pads, I think. Right. I think it'd be cumbersome. I know, but it'd be kind of cool. And then, oh, Be fresh. It'd there's be fresh. so many bad puns you could do. That's true. I think we got a movie, Nan Puckett. Uh, yeah. Thank you for and that title. Ends, Perfect. Ma- oh, you're welcome. It ends with them winning the uh, 
belt. That's a belt. A belt. The Heisman right. belt. The Heisman belt. It would usually be a cup. Yeah, but, but we'll go this with the is belt. a this is a minor league. So. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. It's they a win. movie. You can do whatever you want. That's right. <laughs> All right. Ned Puckett. Ned Puckett. Got good, a film. Good stuff. Okay, here good are my job. questions. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Uh... Olsen twin. I don't think so. I might have. I don't think. I don't remember though. Oh, you'd remember, honey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did Warwick the Warlock need to complete his ritual? Uh, I'm his, referencing spooky yeah, buddies. Yeah, yeah. He needed his cane. His, and his, he needed three things. A puppy soul. How many puppies? Three. Oh, five. Five. Five puppy souls and. I think a smoothie? Yeah, a jamba. Yeah. <laughs> a jamba. Yeah. <laughs> Some puppy souls. Yeah. He needed his staff, his spell book, and five puppies who shared the same blood. Ew. Now, I haven't seen Spooky Buddies, Eesh. but I intend to because I was on Amazon reading the reviews. Oh, no. Have you? The parents are in a tizzy over how terrifying this movie is. Really? Everyone is like, not safe for children under 10. Like, there are like at least 15 reviews about the children being inconsolable after the first 10 minutes. Really? Oh, like, that's awesome. And one person is like, so there's a dog from hell. That's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it sounds yeah. so dark, but the yeah. I think you should read the reviews because I was laughing so hard. It's really? all parents oh that are God. like, this has, after seeing Space Buddies and loving it, we thought we'd try Spooky Buddies. And yeah, it is kind of dark. Yeah, yeah, apparently. It's about an evil wizard that takes over a whole town and steals puppy souls and brings his own dogs up from the depths of hell and yeah it's, it's pretty dark, dark dark film yeah <laughs> um okay here are two questions or these are two options let me see if this is mm-hmm. okay Ooh. you've angered a wizard and he's giving you an option between two sort of punishments that you have to live with okay because he's you know, an interesting wizard. He's also, he wants you to get involved in punishing yourself. Yeah, yeah. These aren't that bad. They're just interesting. Would you rather live, you have your same mental capacity as you do now, but you're in the body and with the physical capabilities of a five-year-old? You live like that for six years. Okay. Or as a 73-year-old man for six years? Probably the kid. Why? Just, I don't know, be like life starting over again. Be more adventurous. Who wants yeah. all that wisdom when you can just get a kick out of candy floss? But you still have your brain. Oh, but I'm in a kid's You're body. You're trapped in a five-year-old's body. Great. I'd love it. It'd be like, start, be like being born again. Wow. Does the five-year-old grow or does he just stay no, at five? No, for six years you're five and then you're back to yourself. Oh, I'd, oh, I'd probably be the kid, yeah. I think that's a good choice, too. Yeah. And you could be really shocking in some things that you do. Well, you could also be athletic. You could go canoeing and swimming and climb up rocks. If you're an old guy, what are you going to do? Sit in a wheelchair and eat cranberries? Yeah, but that's a pretty nice life. Did you hear what you just said? Well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but if you're a young guy, you could still sit in a wheelchair and eat cranberries. Yeah. You'd have the option yeah. of other things. Eat rocks. But you wouldn't be able to drive. You'd get pulled over if you drive. You right. couldn't go but, to nightclubs. No, you could. You'd find another kid to sit on your shoulders with and a wear trench a trench coat. coat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and you'd be all right. Um, and now this is. I hear you have a new sitcom coming this summer that has been described as terrifying and family centric. Yeah. Can you give us any details? 
Um, it's basically called Here Comes the Dalmers. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a very close-knit family, okay. but they tend to eat other families. Oh. So it's like a, does it come about a lovable cannibal family, the Dalmers? It's based That's kind of on a, a little bit on a real person. But oh, really? Who? Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, the yeah. name sounded familiar, yeah, but yeah, I thought it could so. be someone else. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like you've seen sitcoms like All in the Family or mm-hmm. Friends when, you know, neighbors just seem to walk in the door. Kramer on Seinfeld. Yeah. What's fun about our show is they never leave. They come in once. Right. And, and then they're eaten. They're eaten, yeah. You go through lots of guest stars that lots, way. Lots, lots, lots. But yeah. it keeps a lot of actors working. Yeah. And, you know, That's great. It's fun. Real fun. Real laughs. I'm excited Family to see laugh. it. Yeah. You will. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, and this is another option question. Oh, so scary. I know. Uh, but there's no wizard involved. This is just from me. Okay. okay. This oh, is here just we from go. my mouth here to God's go. ears, honey. You son of a... Uh, would you rather live in the Blade Runner world as yourself and, like, try to survive for three years or live in the jungle as Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face <laughs> <laughs> for three years? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face could live in the jungle and he's so dumb, like, stuff would happen to him and he wouldn't know he's in danger. You know what I mean? Like, if a gorilla charged at him, he'd charge back and then when they met, he'd start slow dancing. But, um, boy, I, boy, that's a good one. I mean, I love the Blade Runner world, but if it's just as me... Yeah, it's scary. I don't know if there's a lot of upside because it's a dark, kind of depressing world. Exactly. So if I don't have any special abilities or anything, I don't know. But if I if if Daryl Hannah was still there, I would there's a chance I would do it just to run into her, right? And I'd let her, you know, jump on my shoulders and twist my neck around and kill me. Oh, yeah, it's a good That's way to go. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did it, Harlan. You made it all the way through. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. You're going to be doing some gigs in the next couple months uh, at the Improv in Ontario. Yeah. And in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 11th through the 14th in Ontario, June 18th and 21st in Houston, and then at Levity Live in West Nyack, New Jersey, July 9th through the 12th. That's it, yeah. So you got a busy summer going up. I do, yeah. Thank you for mentioning those. Of I appreciate course. that. Yeah. Um, check out Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face on YouTube and on harlanwilliams.com. So uh, and you're on Twitter as well. Twitter, and also I'm at Harlan Williams on Twitter, and I just joined this new uh, Periscope thing. Right. Which yeah. um, you can join my Periscope channel, which is a ton of fun. So, have you done it? I haven't done it yet. I'm, I'm still. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. So check check out my Periscope uh, channel too. Sweet. Yeah, but uh, check out the the podcast Harland Highway at harlandwilliams.com and. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, this was, was fun. Thank yeah, you so much. What a treat. Uh, we're on Twitter as well, at Cole Stratton. At Vanessa Raglan. And the podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and thanks for being here, Harlan. Yeah, thank you. We did it. Awesome. It's great to end with a triumph. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>